You're going to read just what you saw. It's Maddie and Patty, coast to coast. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs, the Tribe, the Browns, and slandering what remains of the Golden State Warriors. So if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on all things, especially Steph and Draymond Grave Dancing, you have come to the right place. In New York, this is world champion, Patrick Maneman. Uh, from San Francisco, I am joined by fellow world champion, Matt Youngner. Say hello, champion. Hello, champ. Oh. Boy, does this feel good. Woo! Just satisfying. <laughs> like oh, a no, nice, a nice number. shit. This feels mm. great. Mm. I'm just uh, taking some sips of victory from uh, from this coupe glass of wine. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness, Maddie! That how how good does that feel? I think it's everything I wanted from these playoffs, Patty. I mean, did every plot line I could have hoped for come true? I think so. As many people have said, it is the greatest 19-win Cavs season in history. E- oh, easily. 19 wins. How could could you imagine 19 wins could feel this good? No. No. No takes. <laughs> Not, really nothing very much on the line. <laughs> but it couldn't, I mean, uh, so just – couldn't have been more perfectly. Except, I will say, disclaimer, disclaimer, everyone, uh, uh, human disclaimer. Respect to Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Those were horrible injuries and just fucking awful. And their season, that's not cool. It sucks. That's awful. Fuck it, man. That's terrible. Yeah, I'd feel a lot better if those were just, uh, you know, a pulled hammy and a yeah. busted quad or something that kept them out. But none of that's good. No. But, but I'm not celebrating that here tonight. But it's going to no. seem like I'm celebrating that. I'll just warn you. I want to be clear. That's not what's happening here. I feel really terrible about that. But this podcast is going to be outright rough on everybody else on that team. That's correct. Let's be honest. If you're listening to this podcast, this is exactly the reason you're listening to this podcast. That's correct, Patty. You're listening for the for, for the slander, and that's what we're you, doing. For. You want us down in the shit. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> we're not above it. No. We're down in it. You're not looking for decorum. You're not mm. <laughs> a high road, Patty. <laughs> no, no, no. Afraid not. You're looking for some gutterball garbage. Uh, I am gonna I say know. some stuff. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> we will deliver, my friends. Uh, all right. Uh, so, so look, we're gonna take a moment to revel in the misfortunes of our erstwhile rivals to, tonight uh, in the NBA Finals. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, but then we'll, we'll also get into what the actual Cavs are going to be doing this offseason. There's a draft coming up uh, real soon, <laughs> next week. Yeah, uh, week. So we'll do a little offseason preview of the Cavs. We'll check to see if the Tribe still has a pulse. And we'll uh, gaze uh, wistfully at the Browns' upcoming season, waiting for it to start, uh, since they're our greatest hope right now, which is a really weird fucking thing to say. Um, so before we get away, Maddie, I want to say one more thing. Um, the championship that the Toronto Raptors just won, and God, just just everything Toronto, great. Uh, I'm so proud of you guys. Happy for you. Um, that is the championship I would have accepted. Ten times out of ten, you and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. We talked about it before we were champions. 
Oh, oh my, yes. I will take the cheapest of fucking championships. Anything. Give me a flaw championship. Yep. Give me an asterisk. Give me, give me a wounded team that I can beat in unmemorable fashion with no moments that stand the test of time. Yep. It would have been. Lobby. It would have been enough. To quote Scott Dianu, it would have been enough. It would have been enough. All I need. But Maddie, I love that you're giving Dianu as a quote to Scott Rabb. Uh, <laughs> I, I will give him credit for being the first person to tie Dianu, the concept, to Cleveland sports. Fair enough. He owns that, and I am definitely borrowing that right now. Uh, but Maddie, that that's not what we did. Oh no, it's not, Patty. That's not what we did. What do we we went we went down. We went down. Three games to one. It looked bleak. That was a deficit that no team had ever recovered from in the finals. Never once. And we were down three games to one to the first ever team to win 73 games. Greatest team of all time, some people said. A team featuring the first ever unanimous MVP. Mm. And then. Mm. And then. Oh, something happened, Patty. It was the double 41s in game yes. five. Yes. Oh, I like that. Then low in game six, the second 40-point game for LeBron. Back-to-back 40-point games. Ooh, that, remember when Steph threw his mouthpiece into the he stands? His mouthpiece at the owner's son. Oh, <laughs> so, threw a fit like a baby. Warriors owners uh, uh, shove and assault uh, NBA players. But NBA players assault the son's owners. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Class act all around that organization. And then, lo and behold, game seven. There was a four-point play by someone named Amon Shumpert. Oh, yeah. St. J.R. Smith hit a series of blistering three-pointers to pull us back out of the first half. Blessed be his name. Blessed be his name. There was the block. Oh, I love that. There was the shot. Oh, 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 yeah. There was the stop. Maddie, I didn't need it. Nope. I didn't need it. Nope. You didn't need it. No. But we both got it. Goddamn right, Patty. We all got it. Goddamn right. Maddie, what did we fucking get? I think that was the greatest championship in NBA history. The greatest Maddie. championship in NBA history, goddammit. That's what we got. Oh. That's what we got. Oh. So fucking good. Oh. Uh. Maddie, uh, could die in this all my life. You know what I'm gonna do? Gonna die in this all my life. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> all right, let's just go ahead and do it. Oh yeah, man. Let's get into this shit. All right, so so one of the things we normally do we we did we do a playoff kill list, the uh, which is the metaphorical, not real. We wouldn't actually do this. We're not horrible human beings, uh, but in the passions of sports, you talk about people you would like given no uh, consequence, you would murder. Uh, but that's not really the right moment for this. No, our team wasn't in it. I can't, I can't get that one. Yeah. I don't, my rage doesn't rise to murder levels. No. And when you're a champion, it just, it's, it's, it's just, you don't care that much as much. It's just, it's, it's different, different vibe. Um, but I think we can a- adapt this in some of the kill list. This is the schadenfreude list. Mm-hmm. This know, I did feel. Who's... Whose misery do I take the most joy from? And that is my question to you, Maddie. In this scenario, uh, can you give me your, your, your schadenfreude list? 
Patty, we're going to have to spend some time on this one, quite honestly. I got all night, buddy. We got a lot of thinking to do. I'm not prepared to give you my answer right now. I think we need to talk this through. All right, let's talk through it. Let's work through it. So when we were when we were texting about this prior to the podcast, I said that uh, Curry and Draymond are in a dead heat. Oh for yeah, number, for number one, right? No doubt. That may be true. We'll see if that ends up as we get through this conversation because other thoughts emerged as we went through this. I am taking KD and Clay out because of what happened to them. Yeah. Uh, had Clay not been hurt, I was willing to get him on there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a man's league. That that quote, you think I'm going to forget that ever in my life? I'm not. Woo! I'm not going to forget that. Do I regularly watch that Kaiser Permanente black and white commercial that I argue is the worst commercial ever made with Clay Thompson in a chess match against failure? <laughs> So did I want? Did I have a lot of things to think and say about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. But he's not at the top of the list. That's not you know something bad happened to him. And also, he was incredible in that game. I have to say, he was that was unreal. Craig Thompson. Craig Thompson. I, I will say, if, I, if anything takes away from this, is Craig uh, uh, Thompson uh, taking away from my hatred of him. He 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 he's the one guy who shows up in big moments. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, at all. Yeah. Uh, and played through some injuries. Um, I, I I wonder if he's grown a little bit. I wonder if he's learned from his mistakes. It sort of seems like he's still corny as hell, but he's corny as hell. But I will tell you this: uh, him and KD have a big friendship, and him and KD were the two guys throughout this season that looked like they had enough, the fucking enough of the Warriors and that that, that team. There was mm-hmm. that shot where they were having a bunch of jokes and laughs, and everyone's laughing and giggling. And KD and Clay, like they are, like they are fucking dumb with this shit. Yep, they look like they are done. Like they just don't. They fucking hate these guys. So it's interesting to just keep 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 track of. Just just gonna say, I'll throw that out there. Oh, we're gonna. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come to that later in the show. Keep going. Keep going. So, Curry. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah. this feel good, Patty. Uh, uh, Patty, I, uh, I've said this before. My favorite thing to say to Warriors fans that gets them mad instantly is that you can't win – oh, my God. Sorry, I'm watching the highlights from the uh, NBA TV, and that, that failure commercial just came on. Making <laughs> me laugh so much. Uh, um, my favorite thing to tell Warriors fans is you can't win a championship if Steph Curry is your best player. You cannot. You cannot. They He's won a championship guy. in 2015, and Andre Iguodala was the finals MVP. They lost. They needed KD to win to win. Katie's out. He's their best player. They can't win. Uh, I love that that narrative stays alive for me. That's one of the things I wanted most was to be able just to keep saying that to people out here. Really? Um, to have him miss that shot. From the exact spot Kyrie hit the shot. The exact spot. With awesome. a better look. <laughs> a bad miss, too, by the way. Just a clanker, a Draymond-style clanker off the back of the rim. That's the craziest thing to me, how often Curry throws up the worst clankers in big moments. Always big moments, I feel like. Big moments. He'll he'll miss the rim entirely. Yeah. That stat that's floating around of him being 0 for 8 in the last 20 seconds. Oh, no, I'm sorry, my friend. 0 for 9, I believe. <laughs> I believe it's 0 for 9. It, that makes me so happy. Maybe it's 0 for 8. Maybe I'm just adding to it. <laughs> 
I know we're going to get to uh, your favorite tweets later, Patty, but the one uh, I've seen is just the highlight of him demanding a switch off of Fred Van Vliet for Sean Livingston to switch on to oh Van Vliet God. so he can switch on to Danny Green. Oh, that that's, that's, that's high on my list. I, I love that. Um, we talk Always for a switch off of Fred. Fred Van Vliet. Yes. I never wanted any of Fred's smoke. Like a hurried scare to get off me. Ah, just so good. Oh, my God. That's your best player? That's your top 20 player of all time? Seriously. He's saying top 10, but tw- mm, the top 20 guy does that? Not my top 20 guy. Nope. That made me so happy. Top 20 role player, for sure. For sure. I was saying to people today at work, because I'm surrounded by Warriors fans out here, so yeah. it's even more satisfying for me for that reason. Yeah, as man. much as the last couple of years were a little harder for me, maybe, this yeah, was yeah. even better. Yeah. Um, the uh, – oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a That's second. Okay. Yeah, come back to me, Patty. There's so much schadenfreude to get through. With Curry just, just being afraid of Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet, like what, Dick Van Dyke? Like who the fuck? Come oh, on. yes, and it came back to me, Patty. So there's a whole this talk now about, well, what is he going to do? He was being double and triple teamed the whole game. <laughs> oh, my good God. Boom. Oh, no. No star has ever faced a double or triple team. He had no shooters on him. Five fucking goddamn LeBron James in 2015. Patty, do you remember who was starting around him in that Let's series? Name it. Let's name it. Matthew Matthew Delavadova. Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert. Timofey Mozgov. Interesting Mazgoff, And TT. Fuck you, Steph. Jesus Christ. Fuck man. you, Steph Curry. Your entire team was better in this series than what LeBron had around him. What a bunch. All my guys, are, you're out there with fucking four Hall of Famers and Boogie Cousins. Three other Hall of Famers and Boogie Cousins. Enough. Jesus fucking Christ. Fuck you. Oh, my God. I love that the people are playing back his quote after the 15 finals where he was like, sorry we had to play who was in front of us. Sorry we beat teams. We'll try to rectify. Fuck. Oh, that, that's, I'm so happy that came back full circle. For those, and for those that are on YouTube, let me just try and reinterpret re- it here. I'm sorry, sorry. This weird grab of his shoulder and elbow was the weirdest fucking thing. He was just like, fuck that dude, man. That dude can't handle pressure, period. No, not at all. I love, remember the quote that uh, we saw of LeBron? I don't think we saw it at the time, but LeBron going up to the guys and being like, these guys are mentally weak. They are weak, and the moment's going to come, and they're going to crack. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. I feel like Curry is the champ of that. Throwing balls out of bounds. Certainly can't shoot when the time comes. Nope. Oh, my God. It's so good. Did you see the the picture of him with, like, all his families and friends taking the, like, last picture at Oracle after the game? No. Big grin on all their faces, Dell and his mom and Aisha and his brother and all those hangers on, like 30 people. Big smile on his face. Mm-mm. So, something wrong with that boy. Didn't want it. It's, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, quotes here, one of my favorite tweets from uh, Dragonfly Jones, uh, best fucking Twitter follow. 
Oh, this is a good one. Particularly, particularly for, for uh, Warriors slander. But just responding to a tweet about Steph Curry going 0 of 8 and uh, go-ahead shots and all that stuff and just saying, but those half-court buckets he hits in warm-ups, though. <laughs> those are good. Uh, That's him in a nutshell. He's the best shooter I've ever seen in my life uh, if the pressure's not on. Yeah. He has so many good shots. It's crazy. Uh, but I'm sorry. You can't build a team around that guy. You can. You, you should be adding him to I – mean, like, I guess the Warriors did build a team around him, right? Uh, and that's what was amazing about the 2015-2016 run, how good that team was with him as their best player. Mm-hmm. The only team they ever beat with him as their best player was a team – that featured Timofey Moskov, Tristan Thompson, Tim Shepard, and Matthew Delavatova. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, remember, they, I, I'm not going to uh, be able to pull everybody they went through in the run-up in that playoffs. But he, I think... didn't, he didn't face a single starting point guard. No, I remember Conley was hurt in that Memphis Conley. series. I can't. Re- I honestly can't remember who else they played going through there. But there was somebody hurt in literally every single series. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was Drew Holiday who was hurt in, on the Pelicans that they played that in that, in that first round series. Uh, oh, that sounds right. They they faced hurt players in every single. Patrick Beverly was out, I think, or something like that. They were constantly facing wounded, deeply wounded teams. Yep, and compromised and compromised at his position. Right. Yeah. And the point oh, is, saying, oh, excuses, excuses, excuses. This, this is the this is the future. They're the best. They're wonderful. And he keeps talking about how they're amazing. They're unbeatable. And they were like, look, they were seventy three nine. They 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 won seventy three games in the regular season. They were an amazing regular season team. They did not ever prove their medal in, in the playoffs. Nope. And this is the bottom line. These are the facts. The facts are that team, that core that everyone celebrated was beaten by the Cavaliers, by LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love and the Cavaliers, they were better. The, 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 the Warriors, that original Warriors core, is a lesser team. It always will be because it was proven in 2016. Every the finals after that, the whole point was you added Kevin Durant to that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Look, it's a close matchup. That was a really fucking good team. They won 73 games that got in regular season. Of course, they're amazing. They weren't as good as LeBron's Cavs. Correct. You add Kevin Durant to that? Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they're better. Great. Good job, guys. It's true. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that a little bit later on, in, in, I think. Uh, you want to talk Draymond? Yeah, let's talk Draymond. So uh, between Draymond and Steph, is a, is a Steph first, Draymond second? Uh, probably most joy probably because Steph gets more credit and especially out here people people recognize Draymond's faults generally even the even the biggest Warriors fans will acknowledge his faults um but it's it's Saint Steph for sure I mean I mean I, to Maddie this is not even a debate Steph Curry is, is the rich son of a NBA uh, uh professional uh, who who crafts himself as an underdog? He's never been, he's never fucking wanted in his goddamn life. But but, cra- but has a goddamn gall to craft himself as an underdog. So with the Davidson, fuck you, man. You had an NBA father's dad. You grew up in the NBA. Uh, uh, you cut that shit out. He's also like a fake. He's a phony. He, he crafts himself as a as a humble guy. He's an humble. Oh my god. Okay. 
Draymond's fucking Draymond, man. Draymond's an asshole, and he fucking knows it and does not apologize for it. I I said before I hated the Warriors that, honestly, if Draymond's on my team, I probably would like him. I'd probably love to have him on my team. Uh, he did. He, he does not have that pedigree. He did not come from that privileged background. He came through Michigan fucking State. Yeah, better college and stuff like that, but he came out of the second round. Uh, uh, they, you know, that dude, you watch him. I have never seen a player that is so important to a basketball team be so goddamn terrible at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so uncoordinately terrible, but then he makes these amazingly smart defensive plays. The defensive play he made at the end of game five, gotta give him fucking credit. Fuck, God damn, damn it, he's good enough to give me credit. That defensive play at the end of that game that forced uh, 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 Kyle Lauer to, to brick it off the goddamn backboard, like that was a great defensive play. Steph Curry doesn't have that gear. Steph Curry didn't put up a goddamn triple-double in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. He disappeared. He choked. No, no way. Steph Curry's number one on the schadenfreude list. And Draymond Green, much I hate him. Number two? He's number two, yeah, for sure. I'll tell you, it made me really happy to watch him chuck the ball. He had eight turnovers in that game, and they were mostly really bad. Dumb passes. I, I love that. <laughs> love that. Oh, that makes me happy. I'm a little sorry I didn't get to see him get run up with another technical. That would have made me pleased. It was never going to happen. It would have it given them something to bitch about. Eh, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that he didn't get ejected or whatever. Well, I think if he had gotten a technical in that game, he wouldn't have been ejected from the game. He would have been suspended no, for true. the next game. True. And then it wouldn't have mattered. It would have been suspended right. for the game of the season, right? Of next season, I think, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been fun. Oh. I, I, I would have liked that. But I I, I like seeing – you know, I didn't like his – the air of confidence that he maintained throughout the series. Fun times ahead. Fun times ahead. I'm happy that that turned around on him. Somebody in my office made this point today. You know how the, I don't know if you, did you see the article about how he got himself in shape and lost like 25 pounds in the last in a couple months. Oh, I think our our friend Scott was talking about that. That's correct. Um, somebody was like, "Well, you know, in the NBA, they have a sort of a, a weird drug testing policy, and you get tested a maximum of six times a year. So after that sixth test, you know you're not getting checked again." Mm-hmm. And you sort of like do a free for all, do whatever until the next season starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, "I wonder if that's what happened with Draymond." Jesus Christ! Which made me real happy. <laughs> it's just the tests were done. He just went back to his bullshit. I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> it made me real, real happy. <laughs> oh. Matt. Curry over Draymond. Here's another contender for you, Patty, though. Oh, okay. Twist. The Golden State Warriors organization. Oh, yes. And here's where I'm going. Yep. So Go this there. Is, we're light years ahead of the rest of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just saw a step shot. He was fucking wide open on that thing, man. Wide open. Wide open. Brick city. Oh, an ugly brick. Um, all right, so we're light years ahead of the NBA. Here's the situation they find themselves in now. They're going into next year 
whatever Katie does, he's not playing for them next year. Whatever Clay does as a free agent, he's also not playing for them, at least for the majority, the vast majority of next year. I think best case scenario is he's back in like April. Yeah. Playoffs. Right. Back for the playoffs. After having not played for the year. Right. Like the Katie's injury, who knows what he's going to be like when he comes back. Clay should come back as, as more or less himself. Um, but not right away, maybe. No, um, that's that's not an easy injury to come back from. No. Hard. So they're going to have a hard time making the playoffs in the West next year. Because mm-hmm. they have absolutely no flexibility to add anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, Livingston's gonna, Sean Livingston's retiring. Iggy's another year older and cannot be relied on for big minutes during the season. Pretty sure Boogie Cousins, somebody's going to throw some money at him someplace else. There's a lot of teams with money out there. And he, I feel like, proved himself enough coming back in the finals and playing that, you know, he'll deserve some. I, I don't, somebody may stupidly be throw max like, money at him, but he he's going like, to get something. He looked like garbage. Uh, I it just, he didn't help them at all. <laughs> uh, I sort of thought his, he helped off the bench in the way he did, not like he was himself. Right, right. But I think people, you saw enough out of him where, still seven feet tall and can hit a three and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. He's, I don't think he's going to resign for them for what they can offer him is what I'm saying. That's fair. Uh, Kavan Looney, who suddenly looks like a really valuable piece there. I also think somebody's going to throw more money at him than the, the Warriors can afford. Yeah. And then the rest of that, you know, then you're into the Jordan Bells, Jonas Jerebko, Quinn Cook, that poo-poo platter, they don't have very much flexibility to add anybody. They'll have that mid-level they can throw at somebody, but you're not going to go championship chase with that team next year. No. Nope. I think other teams are going to have way more to offer there. Um, I think they're in, they're in some serious trouble as far as that goes at the same time that they're moving into the new arena in San Francisco. Um, it makes me so happy. Crickets. It makes me so happy, Patty. Oh, oh man. God. The fucking rich motherfuckers who don't give a goddamn. Just sit there and be bored. Oh, it's the best. Abandoning that team. I'm glad the Oakland fans saw that version of the team. I'll say that. Yeah. They the just Oakland are... fans that I know, the ones that we met in Game 7, Patty, good yep. fans. Yep, good fans. Not the fucking bandwagoners that I get over here on this side of the bay. Nope. Fuck these guys. Oakland is um, that team. I will say that again and again. That's not the people that I talk to on Twitter. That, that's no. the Oakland fans. Those are some fucking San Francisco bullshit artists. Yeah. It's, it, that's going to be so good. Um, and the other thing, and this is really mean, but it's – I. I don't think it's – something weird was going on with the team in Durant. You and I talked about this, yeah. right? Like that Kawakami story came out that sort of questioned if he really wanted to come back from the injury. And, and Kawakami got shit on pretty hard uh, for that story and ended up walking it back a little bit. By the rest of the world, not the fucking Warriors. Warriors didn't say a goddamn thing about that article. That article, by the way, just to be clear to our, our, our listeners, basically questioned whether Kevin Durant was actually hurt after they went down 3-1. Or if he was working hard enough to come back from his injury. Right. There was a quote that was like, if Draymond or Clay or Curry sustained that same injury 30 days ago, would we still be wondering if and when they're going to come back and play? Um, How fucking rage is that, dude? So 
interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, top of there's let's not pretend there weren't issues between the team and KD, right? I I remember Draymond Green screaming at him and calling him a bitch in the middle of a game during this year. I didn't make that up, Patty. Right? That happened. Maybe not. It is well documented. He called him a bitch and told him he dared him to leave because we won without you. We don't fucking need you. Said it with <laughs> just pump it into my veins. Patty. Pump it in my veins. Say it again, Raymond. So, it's need, so good. You don't need him, you say. Oh, you lost to the fucking Raptors? <laughs> that is on top of do you remember the weird shit at their I think it was at the first KD championship at the parade mm-hmm. where fucking Bob Myers who was crying on the podium talking about the injury did you actually hear that I read about it but finally heard the actual interview earlier today Patty didn't actually he, was, he was crying like somebody died it was really I thought it was too extreme I you know I know I shit on our friend Riffle for saying nobody should feel sorry for Durant like you can feel sorry for there's room for human compassion in this world but this just like over really here. crying not choking up a little bit like crying someone ah. guilty yeah so Bob Myers and Steve Kerr at that parade making weird jokes about how maybe they shouldn't give KD the max because he hasn't been here from the beginning like Steph and is he really like that for what and KD deserves his share of this right like he's been his own weird dude in all this he also chose um, this. he chose this and everyone was saying why would you do this why would you join a team that has already won a championship they won 73 games and doesn't really need you. They just took like a great fucking Cavs team to like seven games, the most intense games. You're going to just like jump on that and be like, aha, win everything. Really? Yep. The team so, beat you? Why would you do that? Like, exactly. That's why everyone was not into it. Yeah, yeah. So that team has, has done a lot of weird. T- so, all of which to say is, if I'm feeling short and proud for that team, let's just assume that they misdiagnosed or pushed KD to come back in some way. My brother was saying that's out there, right? My brother's a radiologist, oh. for those who don't know, and gets some scuttlebutt from, from people he knows. And that's sort of what's floating around out there is that um, the, it feels like the Warriors really misdiagnosed something in the, that entire process. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard that anywhere outside of that, but that's floating around other than like, Charles Barkley just blaming the Warriors. I mean, um, finish the thought. Go ahead. So let's say they pushed him to come back. His presence in game five certainly was critical to them winning the game. If he doesn't play, I don't think they win game five. No. But those and 20 if, points he scored were like the difference. Yeah. Period. If he doesn't play, so they lose game five. There is no game six. Clay Thompson does not get hurt and miss the entirety of next year and maybe means they don't make the playoffs next year. Mm-hmm. So I have, it's the meanest I can get with this, but I have a little bit of that for the organization too. Like you, you did this to yourselves in some way. Absolutely. Here's the thing. Even if you don't want to buy that, and there's a lot of that, uh, that pushback on Twitter of saying like, guys, what the fuck, man? Don't like this is a team. They're doing what they can do. The, you know, players, you know. Kevin Durant's a grown man. He decided to play yeah, on his own. I'm like, I'm sorry. How many fucking dudes on that team had serious injuries and kept getting fucking re-injured? Mm-hmm. Book, KD, Clay, Looney. Holy fucking shit, man. I, look. I want to give you the best benefit of the doubt, but I'm sorry. There's smoke already there with the decisions you're making, with how you did not defend your players from the most prominent local reporter calling him out 
and saying he's not really injured, not trying to come back. You don't say a goddamn thing, and then he comes back. You don't. You don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. That is a fucking. That's a. That's an organization where like four different guys have gotten fucked up by being oh. like, coming back too soon and getting ser- more serious injuries. I just. Oh, this is good, Chode and Fraud Pat. I don't that fucking organization, man. They are. I don't think they care about the people that are on that team. They don't care about who they do. They don't care about these people. They don't care about these human beings. I will say this: they're just commodities. Real chance that Katie comes back because he has nowhere else to go next year. He's going to be gone the whole year. Uh, he could sign with the Warriors. I hope someone else signs him. He could sign with the offseason. You mean? Yeah. Well, you know he could opt into his, his contract, right? Oh, right, right. Whatever. But, like, but like, I really hope he doesn't because he should know fucking better. That team does not have his back. That team I, think the, I still think he's out of there. I still think somebody will throw max money at him and just roll the dice, however risky it is. They should. The Knicks fucking should, man. I mean, look, here's the thing. At the end of the day, that dude is a killer. The way he shoots the ball. He doesn't have to move the way he used to. Yeah, you saw it even in that first quarter, right? He's seven foot tall. You cannot block that shot. He was never that quick to begin with. It doesn't have to be that quick. Quick enough to be able to like move, hit three, yeah, I mean, it, hit it from anywhere, and block shots. Dude, that guy's going to be a max star no matter what. Like, it certainly changes his deep. You know what he can do on defense. He's not, you know, yeah, not 100%, but, like, him at 80% is a max star. <laughs> yeah. You're right. In today's NBA, you're absolutely right. Christ, he's a, he's a unicorn still. So, I, you know, I wonder, I was listening to somebody, maybe Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer, was talking about, like, do the Warriors need to seriously consider? Because if they max out Thompson this offseason, let's say they do, and I sort of think they will. Like, they just yeah. feel like they owe him that. And, um, and Thompson, I think, wants to they come should. back. They should, and they will. If they do that, and then Draymond's a free agent after next year and is going to want max money and probably isn't going to look that good at the end of a max contract, do they feel compelled to do that or not? They're so hamstrung from a cap perspective because those three guys would cost them like $110 million Mm -hmm. at that point because they'd have no flexibility around it. And is that core good enough to win championships? It sure doesn't feel like it. Um. And would leave them no room to retool. Do they try to deal Draymond next year? And maybe even for a packet, you could even do that and pull like the the Spurs, whatever year that was, 96, 97, where they ended up tanking and getting Tim Duncan. Um, Do they try to do something like that and just sort of throw the year away? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it makes me so happy, Ben. It's so good. Maddie, the Warriors are going to have – we're talking about the Warriors tanking. Tanking next year, and oh. it's like a real actual thing they're gonna probably have to do. Light years ahead. Light years, light years, guys. Put all your baskets, uh, pull your egg, put all your eggs into three or four baskets, because because oh. nothing ever because nothing ever happened to the Warriors in any serious injury way to any serious like major player. Oh yeah, yeah, the step finger gets hurt or whatever. But nothing ever happened to them for so long, and then all of a sudden, like the pendulum, whatever the the the, the sway to the mean was so vicious. 
and again, I fucking hate what happened to KD and Clay. And, and again, like I, I got so much more respect for KD and Clay out of this series, out of this season, honestly, uh, than they had ever developed in the previous seasons. Uh, ah, Jesus Christ, man, it, it, that's what happens. What happens, man? Un- unreal. It's uh, it's so good. So I think I. It's either Curry or the Warriors organization that I feel the most short and proud for. I'm not. I'm not sure which. Warriors organization, I think, is is a good, is a good call. I think still Steph gets the most of it, because you know why? Because fuck them. That's why. That's a good. That's a good one. No, <laughs> I'm going go with the net answer. I still like his face. Oh yeah, still like his face. Yeah, it's strange. We gotta get that. Who's who is it that said? Oh, it was Chris Carter that tweeted that, right? Oh God, what did Chris Carter tweet? It was just like uh, been to five or one three finals. He's been to never five, finals. Five, five, five never, finals. Five finals. And you five finals. You have not won one. One. And you won three of them. You won three finals. Been to five. Not once. Were you the finals MVP? And you want to be top ten? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, just, hey, buddy. Stay outside the door. Let the adults talk. No way. <laughs> there's just no way. No you know the other thing I was thinking about. I, I, I got to compare him to LeBron, of course. Um, <laughs> I said this. I can't remember if I put it on our group chat yesterday. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, when it was like the game is on the line, right? If they're going to keep this thing going, uh, Clay is out. And Steph is out resting. He's resting. They're talking about how tired and beat up he looks. My man LeBron plays every goddamn minute of that game. 50 minutes he'll play. Every goddamn minute. He doesn't give a fuck. Oh. Matty, uh, who who led uh, in 2016 NBA Finals? Seven-game series. All seven games. Can you tell me who led uh, both teams in points? I know it was LeBron. Mm, how about assists? Oh, that was LeBron. Uh, uh, okay, well, okay, fine. Assists. What about rebounds? Yeah, you, well, Draymond rebounds a lot. He, oh, it was LeBron James. Oh, that's right. It was LeBron James. What about uh, blocks? <laughs> oh, my God. He was smacking the shit out of Steph that series. That's <laughs> LeBron James. Uh, I'm sorry. Did LeBron just lead in every single category? Uh, yeah. Oh, the, oh. The, both teams. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great, great, great. Does Steph ever do that? No. Step better at those things? Step, step better. No. Pat, do the next one. Do the Eucalyptus one. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, God. Hold on. I, I, I got to pull it up again. <laughs> I, didn't have it. I wasn't ready for you, Maddie. Hold on. One Sorry. Second. I, wanted, I wanted it now. I know that's coming later, but I wanted it right now. Let's, let's do it. It's not coming later. We're, we're, I, 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 I think we're there. I think we're at that point. I'm ready. Uh, hold on, hold on. If I got to find here, I'll, here, I'll, I'll, I'll edit this in the, in the final one. Hold on. This one is so good. That, so, that made me so happy. Zavak, who is he was just he he is a fantastic follow on Twitter. Steph Curry is sort of like Kevin Euclid, mastered something that was a market inefficiency: walks, threes, and levers it into a short but meaningful peak. Oh my god. Woo! That is the best. Woo! 
Oh, Patty, just think about next year when there's no. It's that same fucking team that they had at the oh. in this game. Dukes no boogie except and everybody's double and triple teaming him all game long and they're complaining. Oh, it's so hard to do that. Like, no wonder he can't. Oh, oh, oh. that's gonna be great. I mean, the thing is, I, I they're gonna win. They'll probably. I say, I think they'll win forty games. I think I'm gonna say it. That's not enough to make the playoffs in the West. No, it's not. But they're gonna win forty something games. They're gonna be. They're gonna be. They're gonna be in the bubble all year. I think. I do think that. I do think that. Draymond and Curry, assuming Draymond and Curry are both, uh, Draymond's there, because right? isn't Draymond a free agent this year? No, after next year. Oh, actually. Draymond and Curry are going to be there. They're going to fight. They're, you know, they got. It does I hear fall. you, and I want to think that too, but just think. Draymond Curry are there, no boogie, a diminished even more Igadala that's going to have a hard game, put in a ton of minutes. Uh, and no Looney, and what with Quinn Cook, Jordan Bell, Rebco. I'll tell you uh, whatever else they're finding the twenty the twenty eighth pick in the draft. Maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I I don't know. I, I I'm just saying there's a chance it could go real bad. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. I mean, I still I'm still incredibly shocked that. Either of these last two games were close. Well, that's a whole not- like I I don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but the Raptors were not very good these last no, two yeah, games were, at they, all. They were they they were trying their best to choke this game away. Left, left absolutely. Left. Game five, I mean they they spotted the Warriors a thirty point advantage on threes. That's why I mean like they choked. That's why the Warriors won Game Five. And I, uh, Kawhi must have been banged. I was, I said this during the game last. Like, who on that Raptors team can finish at the rim? That was weird. Yeah, Kawhi got real less aggressive. But yeah, they doubled him and stuff like that. But they like he didn't like pass and come back. It, it, it was weird. Yeah, motherfucker, get through a double team. LeBron James do that all the time. What? Again, we should everybody take the disrespect out of your mouth with LeBron. Yes, for for for, for fuck's sake, man. R- respect who LeBron is. This should make it very fucking clear who he is. Uh, By the way, this is a a total aside. Sorry, real quick. You see that, I think the Lakers are leading the, are the, the, like the best odds for NBA champions next year in the books in Vegas right now. I mean, who else? That's a little bit of respect to LeBron. I'll I'll give that. Well, but, but I think that also reflects, to be fair. I mean, yes, that's one respect for LeBron, LeBron, but it also reflects how crazy next season is going to be. Oh, it's the next month and a half? Wild. I mean, you're right. It's it's that there's that, that'll change as things shake out during there's the free agency so and the draft. There's about who's going to go where and what anyone could be. I mean, like Toronto can't be the, the, the favorite. But they don't know they have Kawhi back. Yeah. I think Kawhi's gone. Sure which seems like it. Wild, which is wild. He's going to like destroy like five franchises in his career. <laughs> I think the closest that it come is if he decides to just re up for a year. Yeah, and and run it back. But it's wild, man. Um, weird yeah. NBA. So yeah, there is all that. Um, Maddie, uh, uh, I think we should move on to the Cavs, unless you have more you want to say. And I, 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 I will, I will part with some, with a, with a with a list of facts. If you oh, have yeah. a fact you want to add, I'm happy to add them. 
Um, although I, one tweet I, I, I wanted to get across, and I'm not trying to find it, but basically the gist of it was, are we going to treat the 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals the way uh, the, 16, the, the 19-0 Dolphins or whatever, the 17-0 Dolphins treat uh, undefeated seasons? Are you and I going to treat it like that? Yeah, and the answer is yes. yes. Right, yes, yes. <laughs> Anytime yes. some team goes down 3-1, we are going to be on alert. And cracking and bottles. Celebrate the minute they lose. <laughs> yes. But I think like we, to hold on to that one for a good luck. I think while. that would be Dan Maroon, another great uh, Twitter follow for, for Cleveland Sports, Cleveland Cavs, uh, uh, who pointed that out. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. We're going to be like that. Uh, a thousand percent. Yes. Uh, anything you want to get to before we go to the final facts? And then I want to get into the Cavs and the draft and all that stuff. Uh, no, I think that's it. Right. Other than people are such bitches here. I didn't even hear anybody talking about the game. <laughs> I had to bring it up. Uh, Matt, you know what's funny? You know, I, I sent you an email uh, screenshotting my like rather mild like you know office uh, report. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I work with a team in Toronto uh, uh, on a series of videos. They were really excited about the series and they would talk about it. And uh, but I, we also have a very strong office out in San Francisco. And we I posted an email about our most recent video. Bruce by the Toronto team, and I made a joke about how uh, uh, you know they were taking the the stress of the NBA Finals in a certain way. Uh, uh, this San Francisco guy uh, responded like, "I need to see a new video on how the Toronto Raptors blew Game Five or something like that." I assumed, you know, he was a, a, a Warriors fan based in San Francisco, so I responded, "I'm sorry, I've got to first work on an explainer of how the Warriors blew a three-one lead in the NBA Finals to the Cleveland Cavaliers." As you should. As I should. Fantastic. I was so excited to have the opportunity to do that. I met him this week because he was in town for, uh, you know, I work for a award-winning company. The company won some awards. He was in town for it. Uh, and we met and and we talked about it for a second. He's like, he's like, I don't know why I even said that. Like, I, I'm a Lakers fan. Oh. <laughs> I was just kind of disappointed, but also just like, yeah, no one fucking gives a shit about them in San Francisco. In San Francisco, he doesn't give a goddamn shit about the Warriors. Because San Francisco does not care about the Warriors. They're they don't. Fans. That to me was the evidence right there. So just saying that. All right, Maddie, facts. Okay, oh, these are good facts. Please, I got some facts. If you got any extras, throw them on me. I want to just point out, everyone, uh, the Oracle uh, closed out with three straight defeats. Ooh, three straight rough. home losses. Rough. The Warriors depart the Oracle with no lasting memories or glorious moments, particularly for the finals. They had some glorious moments in the Baron Davis years, who's life, who's a lifetime Cavalier. Um, but uh, I mean, if I, can can you point out? Can you think of anything that happened in the, in the Oracle in the finals that was? I mean, they won the game four on their floor, or game five, sorry, in seventeen. You what was memorable about it? Do you remember anything about it? Do you have any like memory? Oh no, no, it wasn't memorable. No I'm moment. just saying they won it. Oh no, no they won that. They had a celebration. There's no moments. The Cavs own the three most iconic moments in that building. Oh, oh, Patty, that's true. No, no doubt. The block, the shot, the stop. Number th- top three. Nothing comes close. I, I can't. I, I dare you, challenge you, to give me a moment that happened there in the finals that was a bigger moment. That's more memorable. First of all, 
I certainly can't. For God's sake, Steph Curry, unprompted, was talking about the goddamn stop in this finals. Oh, my God. I forgot to talk about that. <laughs> and Kevin Love tweeted back at him. He said, like, I could have beaten him straight to the hole. If I, I could have beaten him easily. Which I, I give Steph credit. He's like, I fucked up, man. I was trying to go for that three, and I should have just gone blown past him for the, for the score. And Steph's right. He should have. He didn't. Coward. And was Kevin Love being like, absolutely, easily, easily that's, could beat me in the hole. That's because that's what he's I, – I've read that a little differently. Uh, and maybe Kevin Love's got a pretty good sense of humor. Oh, yeah. um, because he said I easily could have gotten by Kevin and I didn't blah 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 and he just responded easily. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't quite tell if he was saying like, yeah, you definitely could have gotten by me. I don't know why you didn't, or if he was like, come on, man, this is how you're talking easily, easily. Fuck off, easily. Just fucking with him. No, I mean I, he he's talked about it before. Unpro before this came up, he had given interviews where he's like, I you know the funny thing is I was doing. It, People were asking about the stop. Like, that's your iconic moment. He's like, dude, that was fucking horrible defense by me. Is what he said. He yeah, was, you're I right. I was upset with myself. I was like, I, I just, I, man, that guy, I was so scared about shooting those threes. I just didn't want the three go up. And I was letting him get the, 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 the path to the basket. Like, I didn't feel it was good. You know, we should not, never, never let him reset and get the ball back. Uh, which is, of course, exactly what we said. <laughs> oh, my God. No. No. Yeah. I just went down. Why? Oh, God. And then Steph choked anyway, so it was great. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yes, uh, uh, the stop. Is, I think you're right. I think that's a fact. Top three. Top three. Fact. fact. Steph Curry is over eight. I think I made up over nine. <laughs> I think I got ahead of myself. Over, over eight. Nine, the game on the last twenty seconds of the playoffs. Uh, oh, Maddie, who, who's got the best percentage in in the last twenty seconds? Pretty sure that's LeBron James. Oh yeah, it is. Hundred percent. By like by like twenty percent. <laughs> it's crazy. Insane. Uh, Steph, as you pointed out earlier, missed the exact same shot that Kyrie hit to win it in 2016. That's uh, a fact. The Warriors are one and two in the finals of that KD, and their only win was against a Cavs team that was missing uh, the two of the three best players, Kyrie Irving and uh, Kevin Love. And yeah, they were both back. Uh, they lost. Um, and uh, bottom line, the Warriors were never built to come back from a three-one deficit. Only the nope. great Panthers can do that. Oh, that that sounds like a fact for sure to me, Patty. <laughs> Facts. Just dealing with facts here, people. Mm. What, can you mm. do? what can you do? All right, man. Any other facts to share? Do you want to move on to uh, actual <laughs> Cleveland sports that Cleveland teams are playing in? <laughs> we can talk about the Cavs. That just it felt. I uh, one one quick little note on this. Please. Other thing about Coda. this playoffs. Oh, what's that, Patty? Dakota. Yes. Continue. Yeah, yeah. One other thing. I said this playoffs went as well as I could. I think we've highlighted all the things narratively that happened with the Warriors losing that made me pleased. Um, the other thing was the Celtics fucking getting crushed. <laughs> All my enemies were smited, Patty. They were smited in exactly the way I wanted them to be smited. So perfect. Smote. Smote. Uh, it was great. Absolutely great. <laughs> oh, man. There's some good tweets too about uh, about uh, Danny Ainge. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And they're still, Fuck those guys. They Light think, years ahead. They think they're getting AD. Is is uh, instead Wesley from the New York Times said Masai Jury did what y'all thought Danny Ainge was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, oh my God, do I love it. <laughs> Um, 
It's weird because I still I, like uh, Kyrie is man annoys the hell out of me. He's a fucking asshole. I still love him though, man, because he hit that goddamn shot. Yeah, it's a we- I'm in a weird place with him emotionally. Oh, for sure. Like, His behavior I, is not okay. Not okay. He's a weird fucking dude. He was a weird fucking dude when he was here. He just, but man, I'm gonna tell you right now. That's the kind of dude that is. Uh, I, I'm gonna forgive in two fucking seconds if he gets in the right place, and I want to love him again. It's gonna happen fast, fast. Yeah, I mean he's coming to your old hood most likely, I mean, right? If he plays for Brooklyn, man, Maddie, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a Kyrie apologist. I'm gonna just gonna just gonna come out right now. I'm gonna announce it. It's gonna happen. Right, I, 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 I won't, I won't begrudge you that, Patty. It's gonna be a burden because it's there's a lot to apologize for. Oh yeah. Yeesh. But, what a, uh, what a maniac, man. A maniac, dude. But man, he's so fun to watch play basketball. Oh man. Enraging too, but you know, come on, so much fun. Yeah, I I think on the basketball court, mostly just really fun. He just has to be in the right situation, and I don't know if he knows what that is or cares what that is. I don't know what he's after, quite honestly. I don't think he knows either. I think he thinks he knows, and that's the problem. Yeah, uh, he just needs to like just stop thinking and just ball. Uh, that's what was so great about Ty Lue. Ty Lue was like, dude, just fucking fucking go after it. Yeah. Like that's what you're good at. Go fucking do it. Don't play within some fucking scheme and all this bullshit and pen. Just just fucking kill people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do that. And I don't know. I sort of feel like the the buttonholes tree, which is what the I think the the, the Spurs tree and the 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 Brooklyn tree is. Uh, I don't know. I think you can do well there. I I, I really do. We'll yeah, see. That's a good coach. I yeah. think he needs another guy there to to. Takes oh, heat off sure. and, and and Brooklyn has the assets for it, so we'll we'll, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they yeah. do. Yeah, uh, Manny, t- tell me your thoughts about Colin Sexton. Uh, this was a request from uh, I can't remember. If there's, I'm not even sure he was actually a member of his players. He asked about this a long time ago, but I don't know. Someone was asking uh, about Colin Sexton. What are your thoughts on Colin Sexton's development and uh, you know uh, how how he fits in the Cavs? So I actually was really pleased with his rookie year. Um, the people that right. shit on him typically start with his defense. Right. Cause I think from a plus minus, he's was like way the worst player in the league defensively. Yeah. Way the worst. And by some other advanced metrics, like just far and away. Um, in fact, God, there was a graph I saw that was like on a, you know, on a X, Y axis, uh, ranking the best point guard defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. Oh God, this is embarrassing. I'm totally blanking on who the best was. And they were way out there as the best. Huh. Okay. Um, wasn't even close. God, it, was, it must have been somebody in the playoffs this year. I'm not going to remember it right now. Uh, but somebody who's just way the best. And then, and then, you know, you saw the guys that you'd sort of expect coming after them. And then there was a big chunk in the middle. And then way off at the edge where you could barely see it in the worst was Colin Sexton. Like lower right-hand corner. Uh, just terrible. And fair enough. But one, he's a rookie. Um, and two, that Cavs team was terrible defensively. Like, I don't know what you expected of him. I think so much of, yes, instincts and hard work and smarts are part of being a good defender as well as the physicality, but system is such a part of it too. 
And I'm not saying he's ever going to be a great defender, but I, I'm pretty happy to discount how bad his defense was last year, considering how bad the Cavs defense was. One, one thing I would say about Colin Sexton that was really impressive to me, Maddie, on this point is um, he wasn't a good shooter out of college. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, why the fuck are we drafting this guy? How can you be an undersized fucking point guard? and not be a great shooter, why would you spend a top 10 pick on this fucking guy? Mm-hmm. It's because he has intense eyes and came from Michigan or something. Fuck you, goddamn Dan Gilbert. Although, you know, recover, please. Uh, <laughs> good health to you. Um, but what was very clear was watching throughout the season, he, you know, got bashed by some of his veterans. Um he he eventually though early on in that season was hitting three pointers at a really high clip, meaning meaning high percentage. It wasn't yep. a lot, and he had a really slow release. I remember like kind of going away for a little bit just just in the middle of the year, and then watching towards the end, and I watched him take these like off the dribble contested threes, and I was like, he's somehow managed to keep the same rate of shooting in terms of his percentage, his high percentage three-point shooting. He, was, he hit like 40% in the year, I think. Yes, he did. Um, he somehow found a way to speed up his release. He changed his release so that he was able to get the ball off faster and before a defender can close. How do you fucking do that in the middle of an NBA season? Change your actual release. I mean, it was it was like half. It was like you know half as is is fast, right? Like he he cut it in half. The 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 release time it was incredible, and it, like that speaks to what has been said about him this whole time and what Dan Gilbert, you know, got love him. I loved about this guy. His work ethic is gym rat. Yeah. All those. I, that's what yeah. I was going to say, Patty. That you want reason for hope with him? It's that. Yeah. A guy that couldn't shoot coming in had one. What there was, he's the third rookie to shoot better from than forty percent from three. With I can't remember what the minimum number of shots was, but it's yeah. like it's like Larry Bird, Steph Curry, and him. Now, I mean, he's not Kawhi, but like that reminds me of Kawhi. Kawhi didn't have a great shot coming out. No, that's why he's fifteenth pick. He fucking worked. It, uh, so I, I'm not ready to crown, make him an all-star or anything no, like that, no. but like there's certainly reason for hope and he feels like a reasonable piece um, for us to build around. Absolutely. For, for sure. For sure. I, th- I feel fine with that pick. Who, who do you want us to take at the fifth pick of the draft or what do you, what do you want to see come out of the draft? If it's not, the man, pick? it's really, you know, I don't follow college well enough to really have fully formed opinions of these guys. I can't keep track of them either. It doesn't seem – most people seem to feel seem to feel like it's a two- or three-player draft. Yeah. Um, maybe four, depending on how you feel about the kid from Vanderbilt that was hurt, uh, Darius Garland. Right. Um, doesn't seem like we're likely to get one of those guys. A lot of talk about us trading down and adding picks, which I wouldn't mind. Um, yeah, especially if we can find a diamond in the rough. That's the whole point. You want to find the diamond in the rough here, right? Yeah, and, and take more bites at the apple, too, right? I, yeah. if, if you're saying there's a top four that's pretty good and then it's a sort of muddle in the middle for the next 12 picks, why not have a couple bites in there? So that wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Um, Most they, of, yeah. All the descriptions of guys I'm seeing at five, uh, the four, five, and six, uh, uh, I'm like, boy, these guys are like, 
the kind of guys you'd be psyched to buy at 12 or 15. This right. Not a top four pick kind of guy. So that wouldn't bother me. Uh, the kind of player I want, I mean, I think we want uh, athletic shooters with length. Yep, there's never one. Right? I, I'm, that's not, I'm not saying anything interesting. Oh, there. it's true. It's true. That's what we need. I think that's what you want to add. I mean, we're not contending this year. Mm-hmm. I think you want to keep building um, and be create an environment in which Chetty and, and uh, oh man, your, your love Chetty and, oh, and, got, and Colin Sexton keep growing. Yeah. We turned on, man. I forgot about Colin. I, I forgot about uh, Chetty. Did and you? Oh, what? Patty, Patty ESPN had a thing like the six uh, Anthony Davis trades. They'd most like to see. And it's a lot of it starting to get a third team involved because that's the scuttlebutt, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one with the Cavs, I'm sorry to say, involved sending Delhi to the Knicks, Chetty to the Pelicans. Such a and, man. I, and I think that the first round pick we got from Milwaukee uh, this year to the Pelicans in return for Kevin Knox from the Knicks. Why on earth would we do that? I didn't love that. That felt like a little too much for Matty. Am I wrong? Um, isn't Kevin Knox kind of garbage? He's not garbage. Right. He's got he's got some potential, but like more than enough, more than Chetty in that draft pick. More than Chetty? Uh, does he have Chetty's hair? He certainly does not have. Nobody has Chetty's Chetty. hair. But... His smile, his whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you think Chetty's going to turn out to be a player? Um, I I think he's going to turn out to be like a Verjo kind of guy who's just like a really really good player that's not like a, a, a difference maker. But he's going to be a great guy to have on a team. So like, if you have Chetty on a team with a bunch, good good reserve, a good eight guy. Yeah, he's a great glue guy that you need to have on a team to take you to the next level. You know what I mean, like. Because we've seen how how dysfunctional teams are with you know a handful of stars with no fucking backup <coughs> warriors. <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is the kind of guy that you need that holds the team together, right? Uh, uh, no, he is he's that, that that's his ceiling. I think it's a great ceiling to have, and, and, and you want him to be a cap for life. I'm going overboard, but. Uh, I'm sorry. I love him. Uh, I, I, I want, I want to introduce him to my family. Uh. <laughs> I have to say, I, I, I think I said this on an earlier podcast. This, the Cavs season was enjoyable for me. I mean, it stinks losing. Oh, it was so fun. It was but fun. It's, a fun, it's a fun group of guys that seem yeah. to enjoy themselves. I'm sorry. Um, I hope Beeline will encourage that and foster mm. that in the environment and not come in and try to be hard ass, which is, I think, the problem that most college coaches have is coming in and thinking they can treat these guys like they treat kids in college. And they cannot. Well, I don't think he has that reputation. And I also like, uh, I mean, I, I love the, the, the ambition of the hire of uh, the, the, the cow coach. Um, yeah, I like seeing that, too. That's great. So those were all really great things to see. So I'm, you know, this year they don't they have no cap flexibility. That'll come after next year, I think, because everybody comes off the books. Be interesting to see if they're able to do anything with the JR uh, contract. Mm. They have to do uh, that soon, like in five real, days, real soon. And the lay, the last 
latest scuttlebutt I heard was that it wasn't looking great for them to deal it, and they'll just yeah. cut them and, and take the savings, um, which they'll need to do to get under the tax. But I don't know, you know, with these injuries, it's a situation where, like, suddenly a lot of teams are going to feel like they got a shot, and they're just watching Toronto do what they do, and mm-hmm. it being a copycat league. You sort of feel like, a bu- and there's a bunch of guys that are available. It seems like an environment where teams could talk themselves into some shit, and a lot more teams would be like, man, let's just clear this cap and clear the space and go after, to pick your guy. Yeah, absolutely. Kyrie, Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, DeMarcus, I'm down the line, right? Like there's a laundry yeah. list of guys that are free agents this year. So it gives me some hope that the Cavs might be in a position to use it and pick up some more assets. That's my hope. It's frustrating that we have the twentieth. The, the, the June twentieth deadlines, like even before the draft, that we have to make this move on on Jr. And that that's a big bummer because it's a really useful piece. The thing is, yeah. even we use Jr. We have so many useful pieces like that. You know, we've got a lot of assets that we can use. We can be a player in this market as people are being crazy. Um, so I just really hope we capitalize in the right ways on it. Yep, it'll be. This is an interesting test for. Kobe Altman in that front office this offseason, I think. They're going to have – I mean, we already have two first-round draft picks. We didn't talk about that. We've got the one from Houston, too, at 26. I know. That's good. That, that could be a good piece. That, that's that's exciting. Well, that and, – and clearly, that's the kind of thing that winning teams have to find players there, right? And I'm not saying you need to find Pascal Siakam there. He's the 27th pick, I believe. Um, but you got to find guys that you can use and that can play in the league. And that's, throwing those away is like, eh, whatever. It's like, that's that's not how teams win. That's what Toronto did. I mean, almost all those guys they found, whether it was Fred Van Vliet. Uh, no, Kawhi's uh, the highest draft pick on the team, I'm pretty sure. Right. At 15. And, and Kyle Lowry, when they traded for him, wasn't Kyle Lowry. No. Right? Like, he was a backup. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 have a really great eye for talent, and they have been crushing it like that. And same for the Spurs; like that's what it has to come down to. We'll, we'll see if. Uh, uh, same same much as I hate to say it, same for the Warriors, right? That's yeah, the whole no, that's premise true. that that team was built on. They they they, they definitely did that. Uh, they got a lot of luck on top of that, but yeah, yeah I mean, Steph and Clay higher. They were lottery picks, but still, they're not wasn't first pick in the draft for any of them. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to see what they do with the draft. I feel like I'll have no idea whoever they pick if it's going to work out or not. But um, this this is a good a good test for this team. I'd love for them to make real improvement this year. I don't need them to make the playoffs this year. No. Um, and, in, and in fact, our pick still conveys if it's out of the top ten mm. to Atlanta from the Corver deal. I'm pretty sure. Um, so you know another reason for us to end up in that range again, which is probably likely quite honestly. Yeah, probably. I mean, it'd be good for us to be, uh, yeah, I mean, top, top, yeah, the top half of that. 10. No, but I'd love to see them win 30 games. Imagine them doing what they're doing, showing some promise. Uh, that would be mm-hmm. really See development uh, from players. I, I, and I want them to make them nervous about losing the pick. I want them to make them nervous about losing the pick. That, that would be the ideal situation to me. Yeah. Right. Yep. That sounds right to me too, Patty. Um, all right, we're we're going we're, we're stretching the definition of the Cleveland Sports Hour because um, the uh, oh we we boy, stretched it. Sound pretty so good. I do want to talk about the tribe a little bit because the tribe we're coming up on the God the All Star Games coming up in uh, Cleveland. What a terrible year to have it in Cleveland, Cleveland man! Right, Matt, Matt, it, it, 
Is the tribe dead? Is there any chance catching the twins? Patty Bowers went for a cycle tonight. Oh shit! He had a cycle. Yeah, I saw the the I saw he had a triple, and I yeah. saw we were crushing. I didn't really, he had a cycle. It's fucking awesome. Homer was the last one, and he got it. Oh, that's um, incredible! So, I, I saw you ask that question. Sitting here today on June fourteenth, we are eleven games back of the Twins. Fuck, we're eleven. We have the Twins yeah, just been fucking winning, huh? They have the best record in baseball. Jesus. Just ahead of uh, essentially like the percentage points ahead of the Astros. They have eh, pretty easily the best um, run differential in the league. Eight runs above the Astros and the Dodgers. Uh, I don't think we can catch them. Yeah, I think – I mean, here's the thing. We did not expect this. We expected a weak central division, and we expected this team. We expected to be able to walk in. Mm -hmm. Uh, The question is, are the Twins for real? Well, there's reason – you sent a a tweet, I think, that's – and maybe I read this a little more someplace else too. There's reason to question them, right? Like most of their guys are hitting above where you think they were. Their pitching staff, especially, has way outperformed it itself. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. But, 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 but pitchers can be good for a year. You know, like the White Sox proved, like we're like garbage pitchers were suddenly good for like, you know, they had two pitchers in their team that were garbage for their entire career. And all of a sudden were aces. And it was like fucking bullshit. Yep. So you'd expect a little regression. Yeah. You have to hope for that. And I mean, honestly, I don't know if things could have gone worse for the Indians in the first two and a half months. Seriously. So So many injured. What do we have? Six starting pitchers injured right now? It's crazy. And that's that's not the problem. Our pitching is still fucking great. We still have the same runs allowed as, uh, as the Twins. That's insane. It's that our offense is terrible. And a lot of that comes down to um, sad J-Ram. J-Ram, Kipnis. We kind of knew Kipnis. Kipnis was sort of like a hope and a prayer. We didn't need to count. He's been been awful, though. Awful. But we we needed J-Ram. And he's been been awful. He's been worse than – He's one of the worst players in the league, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's still hitting below 200. It's 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 so upsetting. It's so depressing. He's my favorite Indian. He's my favorite Indian of all time, and it's it hurts. It hurts to watch him struggle like this, especially because like he still has the bat speed. Like I watch him, like the way they're pitching him, he can't adjust. He was like a, a crushing ninety-seven mile per hour fastball, ninety-seven mile per hour, ninety-eight miles per hour, crushing them, like uh, forty feet in the foul territory. He could not hit that ball straight. Yep. Because they're pitching him in a way they know he can't hit it. And it's kill fucking kills me that he can't adjust the swing. There's no way a guy that talented who can hit balls like that can't adjust. And I I, I still hold out hope that he'll figure it out, but I, I worry. I'm sorry, Patty, he's over two hundred after today. Two oh two. Well, good for him. Well, that's good. So if you if if you're saying is there hope, I don't think we can catch. I just think it's so hard to catch the Twins. We got another 13 games against them, and we took two out of three the last time we played, and could have swept them actually pretty easily. Um, so I I don't think that's really realistic. The wild card is a possibility for sure. We're sort of in that mix right now for the second wild card spot, mm-hmm. um, and you, that has to be predicated upon Clevenger's coming back 
and pitching Monday. Um, yep. You need him to come back healthy. Kluber at some point, maybe. Carrasco at some point, maybe. Um, Bowers to be better, although I think there's a non-negligible chance they trade Bauer, not Uh, Bowers. Bauer. I think we should. We got, we got, we have to trade a starter. Please, Zach's emergence. Uh, uh, he's been so fucking good. We have more guys coming up in the in the system. Rodriguez looked has looked decent. Yeah, um, in his time here too, although he's hurt now. We need we need hitters. And if we can get some good hitters for a fucking guy like Bauer, like goddamn right, we can't we can't afford that guy long term anyways. He's gonna figure his shit out soon. He's gonna be great, and we just need him to fucking get good so we can get good trade value, motherfucker. Uh, we need to trade him. Because again, I I, I I I I've heard the theory, legitimate theory, that the Indians weren't spending this year uh, because the market wasn't right for it, but that they still were gonna they're still, they're keeping uh, uh, Lindor through next year. The 2020 is our big last run. We still have Lindor. Uh, hopefully, the hope is J-Ram's J-Ram. Uh, we still have great pitching, but then we make the big push for those hitters. But also, like, young hitters that we can keep beyond that to be able to potentially survive Lindor leaving. But the point being that uh, our that's big making hitter. me sad already. Yeah, it's going to happen, man. We can't afford him. He's, he's made it clear he's not going to he's not going to pay – he's not, not going to take a, a, a discount. No, that's true. As soon as we offered him that $100 million deal two years ago, three years ago, and he turned it down, we were sunk. It was done. And I don't blame him. I get it. Like, we can't pay him what he's worth. He's, he's, he's worth more than that. He should, he should get it. I just hope it's not the Yankees. It will be. But... Oh, oh, God damn it. Yeah, all the best in these players for the Yankees. It sucks. Um, I have to say, you know, Mercado, I, I have been pleased with. Mercado! Mercadore, the uh, what do they call it? The, the West Market, the West Side Market. market. Uh, I don't know it was just the worst nicknames for him. You're going for Oscar, I guess. It's just his first name, real inventive. He's he's been pleasant and it sort of stabilized the outfield situation a little bit. Luplo has um, been great, although probably just like a more prodigious uh, uh, righty on lefty hitter. But yeah, he's he's just a platoon player. But still, that's Tito knows how to use a platoon player. Um, how about Roberto Perez, man? Holy shit, he's really come alive lately. He's got eleven home runs. Uh, I mean, he's crushing the ball. And he's a great uh, uh, defensive shortstop. Oh, sorry, shortstop catcher. And uh, uh, I forget who it was who was giving us a hard time about uh, uh, Gomes, who we love playing for the the Nationals. Uh, he has not been doing well. Terrible. He's had a terrible year. Um. You know they DH'd Perez the other day? Yeah, I saw that. Um, like Against uh, Sabathia, I think. Yep. Yeah. He's been he's been really good. So that's gotta be the hope that everything went as bad as it could for two and a half months. We're gonna have some regression to the mean. Um J Ram finds himself again as part of that. Lindor's been amazing. Oh my god, thank God he's been carrying us. Um and that you you sneak in to a wild card, and as we say, Patty, once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Um, so there's, you know, I'm not giving up on them yet, but it's been a frustrating year to be sure. It's been fr- it's been it's been tough. It's been tough. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not done with them yet. I guess is what is what is what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not totally done yet. You're right. I it's it 
it's hard to see us catching the Twins. I still don't fully believe the Twins. Don't know what to say about it. But eh. at this point, though, it's gone on for so long that and they keep catching. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's it's too. It's just too huge of a gap. They're gonna have to yeah. have a, a monumental meltdown for us to yep. for us to catch up to them. And again, their run differential, which is usually where you can look and see like if something funky's going on and teams just getting a little lucky. Yeah. Um, and there's some regression. To, they have an excellent win differential. No, like, they're, they're actually they, the record is what it should be right now. Oh, um, did you watch? Is ours. Did you watch the uh, Sabathia game? Did, did uh, I, I was trying to listen. I was listening to, mostly listening on the radio. And I, I did not get to watch it. No. It didn't sound like we gave him like an ovation or like a, a tribute at all. And that's what I was kind of bummed about because I was like, why wouldn't we do that? I mean, I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did. I, just I think it's too late for us to do that. Like it's been too long. What do you mean? Why would he, is he, is he retiring after this year? Is he said oh, that? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I thought was clear. He's, he's planning to retire after this year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's been saying that. I mean, like, he's, he's had some tough times lately. And, you know, like a couple of years ago, he, like, missed the playoffs because he was dealing with some rehab issues. But, um, yeah, no, he, I think he's planning to, to retire. It's, but the, the, the WTAM did a nice thing where uh, they played back the original broadcast from CeCe Sabathia's uh, Major League debut. Uh, and that was really neat. Um, they, did, you know, play back the introduction to him and his first pitch and the play-by-play for that. Like, that was a little tribute to him, which is nice. Um, but I just I was I was confused when that it, would surprise me that the team wouldn't. Do, the Indians are usually pretty good about that. They must have, I, and they just didn't cover it in the radio broadcast, and I missed it. I was just yeah. uh, looking on like like look for a video of it, and I just didn't get any kind of like video tribute of that, you know, which I would hope they would do because they did that with like Martinez, and you know we we you know we we are yeah. our, our our heroes that way. And that's how I feel about Sabathia. I love that dude. And it, yeah, know, I don't think we bear him any ill will. None, none. Love that guy. Love him. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Um, any Browns thoughts? I mean, yeah, Duke Jackson. Uh, I mean, I'm yeah. Uh, Grossy sort of made a big deal about that. You know, about Baker Mayfield sort of stepping in a little there with his comments. Yeah, but I don't know. I kind of I it doesn't seem like that big a deal to me. No, and I don't feel like I don't feel like Baker was being that aggressive. The guy it was just like, you know what? Like, I want guys who want to be here. And that's it. Like I get it. Just be here, and I'm in it. Like it, meaning, like he's not saying like I'm done with Duke Johnson. Like Duke Johnson comes in and plays hard, and it's like great, done. We're we're on the same team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't care about that shit. All I know is I just want the fucking season to start. It's too fucking far away. I know. It's it's um. Oh boy, it's gonna be exciting, Patty. It's gonna be exciting and probably incredibly disappointing, Maddie. I know. Are you ready for that? <laughs> I'm I'm preparing. So I think Ready for them to be six and ten. How disappointing it's going to be when they when they let, let me down, and we fire somebody else. It's going to be a fucking the, the best, Maddie. Odell Beckham Jr. is just a huge headache. Huge headache, just like old times, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what, Maddie? What's that, Patty? At least we got that championship in 2016. Oh, forever we got that. Mm. What was it again? The greatest NBA championship in history? All time. All time. No question. Uh, all right. I, I said, I think that does it, right? That, that does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Uh, that feels good. Feels pretty good, right, Maddie? Yeah. We got a little, a little, you, you got a little extra here, guys. You got, we gave, you gave, we gave you guys a bonus 20 minutes here or so. Uh, all right. So uh, until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying. Burr. Burr.
Tschüss.